Well, hello, friends. Thank you for stopping by. I don't mean to brag, but Kevin and I both have computers. You're probably listening on your pocket computer right now. <laughs> what an age to be alive. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. We'd sure like it if you sat back and listened to the digital audio as it flies through the air, being converted back to analog so your brain can absorb it. Sit back. We're talking queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Uh, we're gonna pod or what do you want to do? Could do. Do you, have some, do you have something to say or no? Oh, I mean, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Wow. There can be only one. You really you reference really... as you as you don't I don't you're not an avid Highlander fan. Nah, it's lost on you. Well, that's a Neil Young line, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's sort of, but it, it's in the my, movie my, Highlander. My, my, hey, hey. Yeah, the, the Kurgan says it hey, in hey, Highlander. My, my. How the fuck it goes. Yeah, rock and roll will never die. Yeah. It's better to burn out than to fade away. My, my, hey, hey. Uh, okay, well, why don't we start this podcast? Let's start. Are you ready? I think we have done. Yeah. No, we have not. We're yeah, we have because I did my Kurgan impression. There's no point in me doing my Kurgan impression to you. I've got to do it to other people, you know. Oh, for you're sake. just you just don't appreciate it. Well, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about half the time, quite honestly. <laughs> so, uh, but about if I put in acronyms? Yeah, don't it's, bother with that shit either. It's, it's, it's from the movie H. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> fucking acronyms. I, just, I don't know. You fucking clean people too. You just cut them all down. I'm I'm gonna I'm a I'm a you know I'm late to the party here, so I don't know what all your YYMCs and <laughs> BBMQs and all that shit mean. I don't fucking know what you guys are talking about. I gotta sit there and think about it. And what happens if I don't know the song? Well, then I'm completely fucked, right? What's the story about the like the whole FML thing? We were no, sitting around one it. sitting around at our house one night, and I think my brother-in-law's over, and we got fam- basically I think family's over. And someone had said FML or it came up with something. And I genuinely had never, because I don't keep up with slang and all that kind of shit, right? So I didn't know what it meant. Mm. So, you know, rather than saying, hey, what does FML mean and sound like an idiot? I, I Google it. Well, the mm. first thing that comes up is uh, Urban Dictionary. Right. And its definition of FML is fix my lighthouse. Obviously, <laughs> as a sort of a joke thing. So the side kind of says, ah, fix my lighthouse. And obviously, I knew it wasn't. But of course, everyone ragging on me. And so that's just a thing now. Fix my lighthouse is what we use instead of... Said, fuck my life. So, you know, there you go. It's my lighthouse. <laughs> it's a very specific thing, isn't it? It's good. That's good. I like it. I like it. What's been well, in, uh, going on in your world? Yeah, I was just going to ask you, did you do anything exciting over the weekend? Did you, did you coach or pod? I, I know that you're an extremely successful and busy podcaster, the likes of which I know not, none other, with the exception of Someone whose name has said more on this podcast than probably anybody else's name. No, um, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty steady. Yeah, no. Um, I bowled tonight, as always. Oh, fucking yeah! Above average. Wow. So my average usually is about one fifty-eight to one fifty-six. I think one fifty-six maybe. And my three-game average tonight was one seventy-two, which is pretty fucking good for all Kevbot. Two or seven in the in the second frame, uh, first first game. So I was like, it's feeling pretty good. Nice, good for you. And then uh, and tournament this weekend. So I'll be coaching most of the weekend this weekend. We've got a, a tournament with my 
under 15 slash under 17 slash under 19 team. So mm. it's gonna be good fun. Sports go sports. Cool. Nice. Although if we end up in the semi-final, because it's a three-team pool, um, which means that you play each other once and then the top team goes straight to the final, and the next two teams play a semi-final to get to see who goes to the final. The semi-finals at 7.15 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Which, wow. Randy, saw the kids already. You know, it's going to suck because, yeah, I'm not going to see that because I'm not going to be there. It's too <laughs> early for me. <laughs> uh, you'll be up. There. You'll be in there. Of like course I will. Fucking shirt. <laughs> well, I played the Kids of Milk concert on Sunday mm. and it was uh, it was great fun. I played like garbage. Um, but you know what? You just can't, you just can't always do well, Kev. I mean, I got through it, but uh, was really unhappy with my, uh, with my playing. But uh, you know what? It's over now, and I've let it go. The question but is, it was, was something any, that happened. Was anyone else unhappy with your playing, Randy? Nobody said anything, Kev, but I, I'm a pretty good judge of what I'm doing well and what I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, you've played enough gigs, eh? So they still paid me, so well, I mean, fucking hell, yeah, turn up, play like shit, and still get paid. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad gig. Uh the kids love it, so that's the that's my favorite. That's the, that's the main thing. Absolutely. Kev, what I'm trying to say is as the cardinal, mm. do it for the fucking children, all right? Mm. Yeah. It's good you get that. They're fucking in the right place in that sentence, because otherwise, you know, That's right. the, the ecclesiastical set could get themselves in a little bit of hot water if those words are not in the right order. Yeah, like the Catholic Church knows nothing about that, do they? Oh, those hey dirty buggers. <laughs> I went there. <laughs> uh, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, he's a fucking motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, he's a total motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck him, fuck the motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucking Pope. I feel like telling my uh, priest joke, but I, I don't think I will. I think we'll maybe we'll just leave it for next time. <laughs> I think maybe we should. Yeah, let's yeah, let's not bang on too much. Uh, you know, we might have. <laughs> that's we might what have, she said. <laughs> we might have listeners that uh, like a little vitamin J in their lives, and we don't want to insult them. Well, I mean, that's a really good segue because we we covered the uh, vitamin J last week we on the. Surely on the did, podcast. didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Almost like you were queuing me up there, Randy. <laughs> So we both dusted it. I mean, I mean, for me, it was, I wouldn't say quite marginal. I think it was probably about a 55 to a 60 range in the dust. Um, I think, you know, we've commented that, and we'll get into that in the comments, that it's just not really, it wasn't really finished. There's a, it's a bit, a bit choppy, but all over the place. But we did put the poll up. Do you remember how you voted on this one? Uh, I, did, I, did I go 50-50? You went 50-50. Do you remember how I voted? Yeah, I think you went like 40 or 45, something like that. No, I went the other way. I said that I thought that there might be just enough people to get this over into the champion territory, and I went 55-45. So for either the fourth or the fifth week in a row, Mr. Woods, what is the poll and what does that mean? Well, <laughs> and this is just Twitter here, but we have a champion at 48% and biting the dust at 52%, meaning that I am once again correct. And I think, like I said before, you know, it's funny, you know, when when you don't have the victory, you want the victory. Then you get the victory. And after a while, it's just like, ugh, it's just like challenge me here, you know? Come on. 
At this point, it's like kicking a toddler. It's just too yeah, easy. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. It's like it's like you're down on the ground. You've just insulted me, and I'm about to curb stomp you one more time. <laughs> Metaphorically, of course, of course, of course. Of course. Uh, the metaphorical curb stomp. The church of go fuck yourself. The cardinal would never do anything like that in real life. Um, <laughs> over on Facebook, we got twenty. So that was on hundred volts on Twitter. So it was a pretty straight forty-eight volts against fifty-two-four. Facebook Wait. was a little bit more. Uh, conclusive, it was uh, 10 votes for and 15 against, making for 40% dust and 60% champion. So overall, it was 46.4 on the uh, nay and 53.6 on the yay. So we right. kind of were in simpatico with our listeners, Randy, is what I'm saying. Nice. Uh, Rob Maher, you know what he says? He says, a light dusting. I don't hate it, but it's easily the weakest song on the debut. I think Roger said he thought Freddie included it be, uh, to please his mum. <laughs> Freddy's not Rogers. <laughs> uh, it's the Delilah of Queen One, only much better. <laughs> well, it take it take an effort. They really like an actual concerted effort to make it worse than Delilah, wouldn't it? Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ian Winnick says, for me, Queen's uh, debut ends with sons and daughter uh, every time. Son and daughter, sorry, every time. This track and the instrumental uh, of Seven Seas of Rye are the only songs on the first five albums that I would describe as filler. Get thee behind me, thee and thy <laughs> dusty appendage. <laughs> uh, uh, if you'd have just thrown, if you just thrown noodly, dusty noodly appendage in there, I'd dusty have, noodly, I'd have been into it. I think, I think we're there. I mean, and I'd said like as I did. I think I sent you the truncated version, the the the, the, the edit, the, the mix that I did, yep. shortened yep. everything up and got rid of that sort of big section. I think, like I said, if you and I've listened to this a couple of times, I threw it on between. So liar kicks off side to a queen one, and then the, the night comes down is the next song. But if you put that really sort of truncated version of Jesus in between and just use it as a bridging, like a little interstitial bridging piece, it kind of works, you know, because it follows on from the, some of the themes of Liar and it kind of, so it's, I thought it was okay in there, but again, I mean, you know, as it stands. Um, I did put in a little poll up, Randy, though, about um, which version people preferred. Or I noticed that as well. So the album version came out at 31.6% and the demo, the Delay and Leia demo came out at 68.4%. So basically everyone sort of agrees that the, the demo is better and I... You know, we both said the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's got more, it's got more life in it. Yeah, uh, David A. Wilson, champ for me for the jam bit and for one other embarrassing reason. Ooh, I wrote a play around this song and most of the songs from the first three albums. It was excruciatingly <laughs> shit. I was twelve. It resides in a box of shame in the loft, along with some terrible poetry and unsent love letters. No, uh, that's I mean, best. that's just the we, best, man. I, like I think so we need, I mean, what we need to get is is, is an, a dollar figure from David A. Wilson of what it will take for him to publish these, these, these lyrics and, you know, uh, this, this, this libretto that he's written around that run this play um, and some of these love letters. And well, I'm sure that the Seaside Pod Review um, community will, will raise the, the funds to get this stuff published because I really need to see this. I wonder. So he said he wrote a play. I wonder if it was ever performed and if it was. If it was, <laughs> is their video. <laughs> Jim C, Curtis Sparkles, says, Duster for me. Now, Jim is a big Bruce for 70s Queen because he usually says it's 70s Queen, ergo, it's a champion, but here he's dusting it. So yep. It's not shit, but I did have to play it just now to refresh my memory. I couldn't remember it then, and now, 10 minutes later, I can't remember it again. Mediocre Jesus. <laughs> Pete. Pete. He says, Jesus died at 33. 
Jesus is played at 33 RPMs. <laughs> We're through the looking glass here, people. Uh, champion, I don't want to be smote, smote by him. He's a bit touchy. Brilliant. I love that. That's so great. Oh, that would make me laugh. Uh, Kyle Anderson says, I think Jesus, he knows me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what, what, what exactly does he know, Kyle? Does ah, he well, know that's... that? You that's think it's a, a shit song or not? That's, that's, that's a podcast crossover, Andy, because Kyle also listens to the Ultimate Catalog Clash. And on that one, we're covering Phil Collins' era Genesis. And of course, Genesis did Jesus, He Knows Me. So, you know, we're getting, we're getting some little, we're getting oh. some references from other shows coming in. So, you know. Oh, I see. I see. So as well as all the acronyms, now you're going to have to listen to all these other shows just so you get I these gotta, references. I, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> you're just going to have to give me the, the fucking Coles notes and I'll be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Queen Rocks Australia, would I skip it while listening to the album? No. Would I add it to a Queen playlist? No. I wouldn't say this is dusty, but it is at the weaker end of Queen's output, which tells you how strong their output was. I'm going with dust. Hashtag curse you seaside pod review. Hashtag if there was a third option, which there will never be. Stop <laughs> going on about it, you fuckers. It's not <laughs> happening. Um, Alex Small says champion just. I like that it has a dramatic feel to it and has the trademark Queen going off on a tangent thingy in the middle. Again, another wouldn't skip it, but wouldn't seek it out track. And when I play it, I always enjoy it. And again, I'm I'm in exactly the same boat. I never skip it. I kind of like it when it comes on. I just, it's, I can't champion it. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's a bit of a shit song. Uh, <laughs> Rob Hatton says, this wasn't an easy choice, but I went for dust. It's the only real weak song on the first album. Despite the fantastic riffage from Brian, it's not down there with pain is so close to pleasure but it ain't no profit song either hey randy <laughs> uh yes i agree with you rob it is certainly not the profit song and uh <laughs> i just don't know which one's better I, I you know i'll have to you know what maybe that's something i'll maybe i'll do some homework and i'll listen to the profit song again and i'll compare mm. it to jesus and i'll let you guys know what i think uh but keith austin says a slight duster for me on to the real issue. Going back a few weeks, you'll see that I first approached Randy for a position in the church and go away. <laughs> With great respect, I suggest that I get the role of re rector and get becomes the rectum. It's only fair, my cardinal. Questions? Go fuck yourself. Yes, well, and I did respond. And I do believe I made some comment about how Kev does smell. And so really, I think the role of rectum is perfect. <laughs> Look, I mean... Being a rectum in the church—that's that's a that's a broad, that's a shitty, dangerous that's a sort of proposition. Job. That's, a, that's a in, in every conceivable way. <laughs> I love it. Stephen Ursel says, "I do really like the vocal melody and the harmonies on the chorus section. Overall, decent, but not great. And the full-on Jesusness of it is hard to totally get past. So I'm going to marginally dust this one. Yeah, I mean, then the subject matter never bothered me on this one because it's narrative rather than sort of, you know." Proselytizing, but um, Pank says vocals okay, guitar work, solo, and instrumental section quite magnificent. But doesn't say whether he's Justin or Champion. I'm going to say Champion based on that review. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Fitlight Photography, who I do believe his name is actually John. That's mm. Roddy at all. Mm. Uh, I, just, I just saw another post he he put out where he uh, he had to fill in the blank and he called his he said his name was John. So I don't know. Hey, Ruddy, you fucking with us? Is your is your name John? <laughs> Anyhow, I agonized more than I thought over this one. In the end, there was more uh, that I liked than didn't. Sure. I even liked the cacophonic jam. So champion, but only just the musical version of 
squeaky bum time. <laughs> no, that wasn't part of the jam. Um, so uh, really, a ref a reference that Mister Woods definitely doesn't get. Squeaky. No, bum time. I don't know what you guys, but I just it, squeaky bum time is just funny to say. So I really enjoyed that part. Do okay, go so on. way way back in the day, back in the I'd say the probably I'm trying to think it was now early days the, of Jesus. The manager of Manchester United, Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, said that when when sort of the season's getting down to its knocking, last knockings, and it's everything's getting a bit tense and everything's getting a little bit heated, and you sort of you one or two points from victory or defeat, that's what squeaky bum time is. So when when the pressure is on, essentially. Mm. I see. I feel like I'm always getting, I'm always getting, I'm always learning something about, you know, about your land, about things you don't care about. <laughs> yeah, your land and your people. You're you're always getting lessons you didn't ask for. That's right. It's and it's funny you don't ever ask me about shit around here. So yeah, Jesus hell, go fuck yourself. Lisa Malloy says I'm with Kev. Truncate it down to a minute forty-five. Shorten that goddamn awful dirge repetitive course. Yes, Lisa, I'm with you. It's the only song I skip on the album bites the dust. Yeah, fat bottom Chrissy, the waters of love says I don't skip it, but it just meanders. In an album full of flowers, this is a dust bunny, a tumbleweed, a lot of unrealized potential. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. Our, uh, our pal, Barry John Williams, Alice's dad, says, it's 70s Queen, so it's a champion, right? Well, no, not this time. There is a decent song there somewhere, probably, but they seem to have not been able to find it. I don't hate it, but I can't justify championing it, so it has to be dust. The perfect example of an album track. Yeah. And a weak album track at that, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, some killer, some filler. <laughs> Black Pie says, champ for me, just. The subject of religion, complete waste of time in my humble opinion, <laughs> is fine without being preachy. Jesus is just a character in a song. I like the jam because Queen never really did that again on a record. And yes, it's not much of a song, but it's their first album. And uh, yeah, so uh, there you go. I agree with you as well. I agree. First in that, it's still, yeah, it's a great, well, great the right word it's a good song for a first album and yet and the 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 subject of jesus doesn't bother me at all uh i'm not sure if i mentioned this last time but one of my favorite zz top songs is jesus just left chicago yeah i mean you know there again it's not they're not preaching they're just saying jesus was down there preaching in chicago and now he's heading for new Orleans. so <laughs> yeah i'm fine with that right and nikki Midwife Nikki says, be careful, folks. He can see you, see, he can see you when you're dusting. He knows when you press dust. He knows if you've been bad or good. Oh, wait. No, fuck. That's Santa. Santa would also dust it, though, but only just. And this is my like favorite that, gift like that, that I've seen. I, I know, but I like that Nikki has her, her, her finger on the pulse of what Santa would, would know or wouldn't know about his feelings about Queen. So that's great. Maybe Nikki has a real personal relationship with uh, old St. Nick. And yes, that's a beautiful gift. Paul Walbyoff says, voted Dust just because the other songs on Queen 1, uh, such as Keep Yourself Alive, Doing Alright, Liar, Son and Daughter, and the rest are stronger songs. Having said that, I wouldn't skip past Jesus when listening to the album. And I just got a mental image in my mind of someone skipping past Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going, JC? Yeah, just <laughs> skipping along. Yeah. Uh, just walking down the street, you know, shuffling her fingers and snapping her feet, apparently. There you go. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, Leighton Brown said, it's a weird one, this. I always think I don't like it, but seem to enjoy it more than I think I will when I do listen to it. 
totally agree with that. Uh, Leighton and Paul Bradbury says, I don't hate it, but I don't listen to it by choice either. The weakest of the debuts, admittedly very strong, bunch, a light dusting. So, again, people are landing mostly on the dust side, but not by, I don't think, by a country mile, right? Like, people are quite forgiven of yeah. it still, so. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Holloway going with champion. I used to think it was a bit of an odd subject matter for the band, but when you think about the things like Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar were around that time, it's not quite so strange. Must have been something in the air at that time. Yeah, I think Jesus was a little more popular back in those days. Oh, and Kyle Anderson here, he's rung back in here. He says, barely champion thanks to Brian May's guitar work. And Steve at Queen Rock says, for Christ's sakes, <laughs> Cruci crucify and dust it. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'll stand by that. I think Jesus was more popular, you know, years ago. And, and now we're all just like, eh, fuck, what's the deal with that guy? Well, you know, and I was very surprised to learn. I didn't think Jesus Christ was, uh, Superstar was that old, but it's from like the the yeah the original um, album was like sixty eight or sixty nine or some shit. Like it's crazy. Oh, well, I thought it was early seventies, but that you could be right. Well, yeah. the, the I think this the musical was early seventies. I remember watching the movie as a small, small schoolboy. Let me look here. So where is it? Come here, fucking thing. The concept album. Was released on the sixteenth of, oh, recorded on sixty-nine. Re released on the sixteenth of October, nineteen seventy. So that was a concept album, but then they based the musical on the concept album, which is kind of interesting because it doesn't usually go yeah. that way. But that's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, well, I've yeah. never seen it. I I saw the movie. Yeah, I was going to say well, like when I was a kid, probably probably my mom had it on TV or something. I don't, would probably have never watched it, but uh, yeah. The only thing I know about it is the refrain of the. I'm assuming what is the kind of the, the main piece. Jesus Christ, superstar. But the lyrics that we used to sing when we were kids were, came down from heaven on a Yamaha, did a skid, killed a kid, ruptured his balls on a dustbin lid. So, which I'm assuming is not the libretto to that song. <laughs> yeah, those were the temp lyrics before, uh, before <laughs> he finished them up. <laughs> the place, all the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Andrew, we, uh, yeah, no, I think everything's going well. You know, we're, <laughs> things, it's sounding good. I, I'm loving, loving the costume. I mean, just, um, just one quick, maybe one thing we could maybe sort of revise and have a look at is the yeah. lyrics in this, in this chorus here, Mike. Maybe, maybe a bit of work, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dominic Pierce says, I'm in the minority, but I love this one. If for no other reason than plagiarizing it for my school music homework back in the mid-80s when I had to write a Christmas song. Fortunately, there was no internet then for anyone to catch me out. Who would suspect an 11-year-old? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, ironically, you could have just prayed, you know, to the real mm -hmm. JC, and I'm probably, I'm assuming, you know, divine inspiration would have manifested itself immediately. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure your answer is I think that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think you just, you pray and then... Something about asking you shall receive, isn't that a thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, Abby says, genuinely, my only thought on this one every time I hear it is, damn, it really is about Jesus. <laughs> uh, TC Bojay, which I think is Tom, right? That's, that's uh, our friend Tom, yeah. Yeah, Tom, yeah. Uh, Tom, you know what he says? He says, dust. Sounds like a filler song on a first album. Oh, yeah. It's a filler song on a first album. And... Edushikaya is how I'm going to try and pronounce that. I apologize if I've ruined your name. I don't hate it, but I don't think it's above their average. And yes, yeah, they're they're punching way below their weight on that one. Stephen Jones, you know what he says? Long ago, I drank the Queen Kool-Aid. Considering this week's song, I wonder if it was from the Holy Chalice. So with that being said, uh, I have to vote champion. 
I love the arrangements and Freddie's sometimes gospel-inspired vocal during the chorus. Hey, man, you like what you like. Like what you like and don't apologize. Unless it's, right. uh, unless it's a certain song off the miracle, which we'll get into at some future point, we are, which we haven't covered yet. And in that case, <laughs> you are wrong and fuck you. Um, Aaron Mullen says, even as a young, naive churchgoer, I wasn't a fan of the twee lyrics. Don't hate the track, but other than the mid-song jam session complete with lovely hoodla hoodla, trademark the Cardinal, uh, from mm-hmm. Bright, there's little to lift it into the champion category. Hoodla hoodla. I mean, we've got to get that yeah. fucking trending on Twitter as a hashtag. Maybe that's what we start using as a hashtag now. Yeah, actually, you know, we always talk about t-shirts and stuff. And if you had a t-shirt that said hoodla hoodla, I'd I'd buy one myself. I'm on it. I'm gonna make an I'm actually gonna make a note. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In my notes to make a hoodla hoodla t-shirt and put it on the store. And just, you know, not like anybody really cares, but we that's we like since we were about 15 years old, that's how we would describe fast guitar solo when we were kids. (laughs) Hoodla 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 hoodla. Well, that's kind of what it sounds like a little I understand. Uh, over on Facebook, my pal Sean McGinnity says, man, I, man, I'm sure he says man, oh, man. Um, this is another one of those incomplete songs. Potential, but ends up still being half-baked. Definitely bites the dust. Perfect summation, that, uh, Sean, in, in three very succinct or four succinct, succinct sentences. Four succinct sentences. I'm a tongue twister almost. I hate Winnipeg. Uh, PJ Davis, the demo is better, but either way, not a champion. It's not the dustiest of songs, but... There's an obvious layer of gray on there. Yeah, there surely is there, eh? Richard Stott. You know what he says? He says, first one I've dusted since I started participating in the SPR socials. And I, guys, I know what that one actually stands for, eh? (laughs) Look at the big brain on fucking woods. All right. Was a longtime listener and slash lurker before then. uh, But there have been others that I would have dusted had I been taking part. But most notably, uh, the dreadful Delilah. I don't dislike it, just I think it's in the context of the album that falls short of the big hitters. Even the instrumental Freak Out doesn't have the same impact as the instrumental sections in the song like Great King Rat, Liar, My Fairy King, or even the intro and outro of The Night Comes Down. In conclusion, a decent track, but I suppose you've got to set the bar somewhere and it falls slightly below it for me. Funnily enough, when I do hear some of the real dusters of the Queen catalog, Jesus is often the first explanation (laughs) that comes to mind. Nicely put. Uh, Joe Fuller says, Born was a leader of man. Strange song. Reminds me of going to the strip club. Here we go. This Joe's in on it again. Says, reminds me of going to the strip club years ago. There's always that one girl who was just a bit off in every way. Her left boob was higher than her right boob. Her eyes were too close together. Her voice sounded like the Godfather. Yet still, everything about that wannabe hottie was fun. In the song, we have Mercury, May, and Taylor letting loose in a spectacular way. The second half of the song is just too strong to vault any other way besides Forever Champion. Thank you, men, for another great episode. Hey, look, Joe, I think, you know, if you're hanging around in strip clubs where that's going on, probably spend a little bit more money, maybe. I don't know. Just go down the road to something that's actually got a door and and a stage rather than just be. I've just never heard anybody compare a song (laughs) to a woman with one boob higher than the other. (laughs) Well, now you have. (laughs) Thanks to Uh, thanks to the Seaside Pod Review. Boop talk. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, uh, e, we got this guy. His name is Russell Watkins. And he says, strangely, I'm getting a slight Nelly the Elephant vibe from the music to Jesus. And that I am not aware of what Nelly the Elephant is. Michael J. Smith says, first things first, love the tweet of the week's thing. Jesus is a duster. Simply put, it's not an enjoyable listen. 
Yeah, there you go. And uh, a <laughs> P.S. Randy has really landed us a little crosstalk slip of the past few weeks. <laughs> this pod is the only place I get handing across lacrosse <laughs> news from, oh, which I just love. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Well, look, and, folks, uh, folks this, the to... season starts right away. So me and Randy, we, you know what we're going to do? Just for you, because we don't give a shit about lacrosse, we're going to buy tickets to go to the Saskatoon Rush, and we're going to report live on scene, probably live stream on our Facebook page, just to let you know how the action looks. Well, I should just quickly interrupt. And I have been <laughs> contacted by a company out of Toronto, so I actually might be working the games anyhow. So, oh. so I don't have to buy a ticket. And oh. uh, I'll sit on my phone and not pay attention the whole time while the game's on. <laughs> right, well, we've got, uh, a very, we've got to very quickly circle back to something here, Randy. Um, that you well, I just want to say know. one quick thing. Oh, sorry, I just want to say one really quick thing is is uh, a thanks for the compliment on the little sting. I actually had to ask Kev which which one it was, but it was uh, uh, KYA. What, was it? what? KYA? KYA. Keep yourself alive. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, you guys! Just fucking use your words. Use your words, Kev. Right. You've got to listen to Nelly the Elephant. Must because I? it's uh. Yeah, it's it's kind of a nursery rhymeish type of thing. So I'm just going to play a little bit of this for you, and then I'm going to play you a little bit of. So you can kind of see. To Bombay, a traveling circus came. <laughs> they brought an intelligent elephant, and Nelly was her name. Now, that's the kind of the nursery rhyme version of it, but Toy Dolls did it. So we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of this for you. To Bombay, a traveling circus came. They brought an intelligent elephant, and Nelly was her name. One dark night, she slipped her iron chain, and off she ran to Hindustan and was never seen again. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, as you That's can imagine, brilliant. I love that. As a kid, there's nothing better than that song in the world. Oh, you know? yeah. Fucking hell. Great. And I think it reached, like, it did well in the charts. Like, it, I'm sure it like, went to the top 10 or something. It was, yeah. So I've never heard of that song nor that band. So, cool. Okay. See, there you go. Look, I'm fucking learning more shit here. Steve Oman, uh, a.k.a. Pepin, <laughs> says, it's clearly not as good as the other Mercury compositions. Great King Rat, My Fairy King, and Liar. And furthermore, I'm no Christian, and I don't really care for the Jesus stories, so I should dislike this, right? However, I failed badly and championed it. Oh, my God. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, not the miracle we need, though, is it, Pepin, really? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, <laughs> Brian Graham says, it falls just below the line for me. It's certainly a tad dusty, but it has a charm. Still better than half of the miracle and most of Made in Heaven. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Serena Shimaka says, I have reluctantly championed this song. I will listen to it as part of the Queen album. I wouldn't listen to it as a standalone track. Hey, you and me both. There you go. Uh, Donica says, Dusty, but now I'm humming the tune to myself. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that. it is an earworm. And uh, Suzanne Morris says, Don't have to think too hard about this one. Not a skipper as such, but a definite duster. And James Lawrence says, a genuinely bizarre song in the Queen catalog. Total duster. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and Russell Watkins says, just been listening to that, to that Delane Leia studio version of Guitar is Cool, and it is. It's so much better. And 
I do prefer the guitar tone even in it. Like I just think mm-hmm. it's just that that little bit crunchy, that little bit heavier, and it sounds just sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Russell Watkins also says it's a champion for me. The song sounds very much of its time. Jesus Christ Superstar had been very popular in the early 70s. The band are still finding their sound, but that's what makes it interesting. Prophet Song is the only track I can compare this with. Oh, so we get more parallels there, you know. Mm-hmm. Owen Ling says, I stand by the book of Genesis. I mean, I fucking don't. It's just, I mean, it's not even a very good story. It's a bit boring. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit derivative, isn't it? Like it's been done before, all these bloody flood stories and messianic, you know, and just, I don't know. Uh, Craig Ganon says, my God, hideous track. As dusty as dusty thing can be. Some folks go on about the great 70s Queen albums when there's huge piles of tripe like this. <laughs> Think again, folks. I remember uh, listening to every album when they came out uh, from A Night at the Opera onwards. Then later I went back to Queen 1 and 2. Wasn't massively impressed with either of them, to be honest. But then again, I never really liked concept albums or crap like Tangerine Dream. <laughs> not a prog fan, then I'm, I'm guessing. You know, we're not. I guess not. Know, yeah. Which is fair enough. Well, Rude Seegers, he's written. A, I mean, he's written a fucking book of the Bible. Yeah, I'm like, well, that you know, Rude's a good lad, and he supports our podcast. So I'm going to read his, his, his uh, say tweet out. That's not a tweet, is it? Facebook comment. He says, first time I heard it, I was shocked, but also impressed. Did Queen really also inspire Jesus Christ Superstar? Uh, but no, the timeline did not add up. Still. Nice rough tracks or a champ. Oh, wait, no, just too messy. It's dust. Oh, no, it's really a testament of Queen growing as a band. A look into their early, unpolished years. That should be enough to call it a champ. But, ah, fuck, no, too repetitive. Don't like songs about Jesus. It's dust. But that solo is awesome, so a champ. Ah, fuck it, I'm not going to vote. No, 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 people died for voting rights. We need to honor democracy. But democracy turned ugly with our Dutch elections putting a racist idiot into the prime minister role in the Netherlands last night. So, fuck democracy, fuck the system. I am going to break the system and vote for both pictures. So it's a dusty champ or the champion of dusters. I don't care. Go fuck yourself. You know what? The Sex Pistols only sang about Anik in the UK. Rude is fucking living it, man. He is living it. Like, man, yeah, Rude. Like, in your your head, ah, jeez, man, I'm not sure I'd want to be in there. That sounds like a real... uh... It's, like, it's, it's, the, it's the devil and the angel on the shoulder kind of thing going on there. It's just fucking torn apart. Yeah. Uh, just... And I, I feel horrible for you putting, a, a, you guys putting a racist idiot in the PM mm-hmm. role. Uh, we have one of those running our province. So I feel for you. Hey, um, an idiot in our province who projected a $1.03 billion surplus. Um, surplus um, and on the latest accounts released today, Yes. Um, I've announced a $250 million deficit. So only, you know, I mean, come yeah. on, it's only it's only $1.3 billion out. So cut the guy some slack. It's hard doing this kind of stuff. You know, droughts apparently are unforeseen in 2023 when all the science of climate change says that we definitely should be expecting droughts. But hey, you know, let's give the let's guy let's cut the guy some slack, eh? He's a, I mean, he's he's a, a simple he's a simple conservative, you know, the, they can only a, really see just a little slightly past their nose. He's only murdered one person, you know. So just as conservatives go, that's not bad, you know. No, no, as as conservatives go, that's 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 good, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, fucking prick. Ooh, it ought to be a crime. He ain't no friend of mine. Fuck that guy. Listen, that's fucking losers, hey? Banging on about politicians. When we should be banging on about Queen. I know. See, I've done another, another transition, Randy. I'm getting good at these these what little segues, hey? Ladies and gentlemen. If you need a podcast producer, his name's Kevin Brown. 
and you can reach him here at Seaside Pod Review, and he will take your podcast. He'll elevate it with things like that. He just does, yeah. and it just comes right at the top of his head. He doesn't even. We don't work on this. This just this just happens. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! If we worked on this, oh my, that would not be a, be a savage indictment of our. Ability. <laughs> uh, hey, Kevin. Uh, yes. What do you feel like listening to tonight? Do you have uh, I wanna, the rules there? Yeah, I want to go to. I want to go to the works. Um, I think again. I think we're only. I think we've only got one song from that album. So, I think you know what I think. I asked. I think I wanted to hear. Um, what did I say last week? I think it was. Oh Jesus! Didn't I say? Uh, it's a hard life. I think I said last week. I don't remember. So let's go. You know, there's a few songs on there that are. I'm not too sure I'm going to vote on. So I'm going to pick one of them and I'm going to go keep passing the open windows. So that's that's what I'm looking for tonight. But really, anything from the works, I would be happy with. So how about you, Randy? Is there something you're yeah, thinking that you well, might want to listen to? Yeah, I just want to ask you a quick question though. So sure. What do you think of the remaining songs that we have is like the most shit song that is universally shit that everybody's goes, ugh, what are oh, these guys, you want what me are to these rev- guys doing? Okay, so you want me to sort of show my yeah, hand just, a little bit, hey? Yeah, in your, in your opinion, I mean, you know. God, I mean, it's going to be either Pain is So Close to Pleasure mm-hmm. from A Kind of Magic. Which, yeah, we already heard someone else mention. Oh. Maybe my baby does me from the miracle. I think those who are vying yeah. for, yeah, e- either one of those would be fine, and that's what I want to hear. <laughs> you want to, you want to dust your broom, do you? Let's get that shit out of the way so we can get back to some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's start knocking off a few of these, uh, you know, these awful songs. Um, which, which, you know, the last one wasn't, but we are not getting that. Well, you know what, Randy. Yeah, we're going to the opposite end of the spectrum, almost completely the opposite end of the spectrum from last week. But we're kind of, you know, we're, we're not dealing with Jesus, but we're dealing with his dad. What song mm-hmm. are we doing tonight, Randy? Yeah, well, this, one, this one's written about JC's pop. <laughs> All God's people from innuendo. Yeah, um, I'm. I would maybe I would put a significant amount of money on the fact that you have never heard this song, never even heard of this song. Is what I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're right. How much money did you put on it? I put, um, yeah, I mean, it was only $3, but, you know. Oh, how did you do? Did you did you make six? Do you have six now? I, I have, um, no, I only made one cent, because those were the odds, you know. Oh. <laughs> the, odds, the, odds, the odds were not in my favor on that oh, one. Oh, I, I gotcha. <laughs> well, what should we do now, Randy? What, what, to tell the fine folks what we do after we spun this wheel that tells us which song we're going to cover, what's our next job? Well, our job and you know, if you guys feel like it, your job too is to go and do your fucking research. This is the point in the podcast where Randy and Kevin open various browser tabs and frantically Google various facts and miscellany in order to sound knowledgeable and well-researched. In the interest of time, this has been condensed into a short, but we think pithy announcement. Goodbye. All right there, Mr. Brown. We have all God's people uh, at four minutes, 21 seconds. And um, we have all of our usual uh, folks on here, with the exception of a Mike Moran playing some synthesizers uh, and Roger Taylor uh, also playing the timbales, which I'm not sure that's ever, uh, I've ever noticed that so far. 
Uh, anyhow, originally recorded for, uh, started or written by Mr. Freddie Mercury for his solo album, Barcelona. So they started that in the Townhouse uh, Studios in London in 87. And then they finished it up in uh, uh, Montreux and Metropolis Studios in London. Uh, uh, Mountain Studios, sorry, Montreux. Uh, in 89 and November 90. So uh, very interesting that uh, this was actually a uh, discarded Freddie track. Uh, I did not know that. So uh, very interesting. And apparently uh, Freddie had to encourage Brian <laughs> to play a, a better solo. And uh, and he did so with the uh, with the, apparently a big grin on his face. Wow. What yeah. a riveting storyteller I am. <laughs> well, I guess in the book it says that, you know, I can't read it here. Uh, John Brough was the assistant engineer on Barcelona in 87 and says of the guitar solo, Brian did a good solo, but he decided he could do better and played it again. Freddie said, no, I don't like it. And I could see Brian getting more and more tense. And then after another solo, Freddie said, oh, that's rubbish. Dave Richards, um, the producer, Mike Miranda, sort of the arranger, and I were all looking at each other. At the time, it seemed horrific. After another solo, Freddie made some comment like, oh, come on, you and that fireplace guitar, play it, play it like you mean it. So Brian let rip with this great solo. And of course, Freddie had this big grin on his face. He knew what Brian could do, and he was just pushing him. And yeah, I mean, that happens in the studio all the time, right? Where you someone plays a take and you think, eh, I don't know, that's not really very good. And I suppose it's the same with, you know, when um, if you watch classic albums, I'm sure you've seen some of those shows. On the one where they do um, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, that scream at the beginning of Number of the Beast that Bruce Dickinson does was like pure frustration because... The, well, I can't remember who the producer was, have made him do it again and again and again and again, saying, no, it's not good enough, it's not right, you're not hitting the... And in the end, they get this take that is just Bruce Dickinson like just at the end of his fucking tether, right? So sometimes, you know, pushing a little bit will get a better performance out of a musician. That came at the end of four hours of going, I left her alone, my mind was like... Oh! <laughs> and then, I said, by the way, can you do the scream? I was like, oh, willingly. Um, Mike Rand also played piano, I think we read, right, as well as the synths. But I was going to ask you quickly, Randy, are you familiar with anything from sort of Barcelona? Do you know the song Barcelona by Freddie? Not that I'm aware, no. I'm going to play a little bit of this for you because it'll be, I think you'll get context for where this other song comes from. You know what I mean? So this is an edited version, so we're not listening to the whole... Turn your volume up, Kev, on the player. Okay, so that's, I, I wanted to sort of play you Barcelona, just so you get a sense of the operatic thing that Freddie was uh, doing during the time we would have been writing this song. Didn't, uh, uh <laughs> think. Didn't Brian Adams do a song with like Pavarotti or Eric? Didn't he do really? That one? Oh my lord, really? Oh yeah, that's well. Uh, well yeah, hey, and I love Brian Adams, man. Like I'm won't hear a bad word said about Brian Adams as a vocalist, but uh, but I'm not. Uh, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. He's not in the same bracket as Freddie Mercury. Like I said that. But I was saying to you as we were listening to that song that Montserrat Caballé, the the soprano, the singer, the lady singer here, 
just like I said, couldn't just astounded by how good Freddie was as a singer. It'd been, you know, doing because the album's quite operatic and this is the more sort of poppy side of it, but he does a lot of operatic stuff in there. And she said, like, man, like, what a voice. This this rock singer who really should just be singing, you know, if Mick Jagger is your standard and those guys, well, Freddie is gonna blow you away if you've never listened to that kind of music. So anyway. What do you think? Should yeah, we listen to I, as an as an aside, yeah, that was right, Joe. Well, I, yeah, like I said, I love Brian Adams, but. Well, if you lived in Canada as long as I have, you might be worn out of Brian Adams. <laughs> we have good, uh, he's a very good singer. Yeah, he's okay. We have, uh, we have something here in Canada called CanCon, which I'm not sure if anybody outside of Canada knows about, which just means that you've got to play X amount of Canadian content. And so as a result, we heard an awful lot, an awful lot of Brian Adams. Salivio. Yes. Yes. Nickel crap. Uh, <laughs> lots of them. Yeah. The Beebs. Yeah. I'm sure the Beebs must have, that's where he got He must have made his millions right here in Canada, hey, Randy? Because, you know, we are the biggest market in the world for popular mm -hmm. music. Yeah, he fled ASAP. And, you know, let's fucking spin this shit here, buddy. Come on. So are you people. Okay, so straight away, obviously, we're getting big harmonies, but I can't remember which other song was it we were talking about this on. It's never quite the same when it's not also Roger and Brian, and it's not Roger and Brian. You can see that that's just Freddie being multi-tracked, and it doesn't sound the same. It doesn't yeah. sound as rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're handle peeling that one, Kev, once again. Nailing it. And, you know, we're going to talk about lyrics. Let's, should we leave the lyrics to the end? Because obviously this is going to be a bit of a Jesus-y, Ligotti kind of thing. So maybe we'll just leave that to the back end and we'll just listen to the music and the melody and that kind of stuff. What do you think of that, Mr. Woods? Yeah, sure, man. I mean, I don't know. We, sure, sure. Sure. Fucking A. A lot of production hey we're getting panning we're getting sort of you know cut-ins pushes all it's sorts of stuff huge it sounds like a huge mega production and so far it although it i mean you know i suppose it sounds like queen but it's doesn't sound like queen mm -hmm. well i mean roger's only coming in sporadically mm -hmm. um Tiki's doing some, there's a couple of nice little bass runs there that i heard that were kind of they're mm -hmm. pretty cool you know and you can and you can hear them they're not buried mm -hmm. and you know Love. 
you know, I'll just kind of leave my thoughts about overall and everything, but I always love that bit. It's very, it kind of sounds like musical, right? It's got that kind of, it sounds like something from Cats or My Fair Lady or with the call and response. And I, I, there's something about that I always, and it's major key. I don't know, there's something about that that's a bit feel good to me. Makes makes Kev happy inside, hey? Yeah, a little bit. Squashes all bit. those negative feelings, just squashes them down and <laughs> let the happiness just kind of come out through your face. All the uh, All the guilt that Jesus... Makes me feel it's bestowed upon you. <laughs> Just a little reprieve there for a moment. Oh, thank you. So there it starts sounding a bit more like Queen now, right? Now we've got Brian coming in with the red special. It's undeniably Queen. Now it sounds a bit better. What do you think of the guitars there, Rance? So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it definitely sounds very Brian May-y. Uh I'm I'm just curious to see this solo that that Freddie coaxed out of Brian through his his badgering. Yeah, there you go, badgering. What well, I can't you son see- of a bitch. That was okay. Do it again, you motherfucker. Hey, I, thought we were, I thought we were friends, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> the only bit of this song I remember is that Gotta Face Up, Better Grow Up. Gotta, it's the only bit I remember. So I don't remember exactly where the solo comes in. I don't know if it's here or if it's later on. So, you know, we'll right. play a bit more. But I was going to say that, you know, the thing that I like about when Brian plays guitar that way is you don't need a string section in a Queen song because Brian can do that on, on guitar. And it just sounds better and it sounds more Queeny when Brian does it instead of bringing mm. a, especially if it's a fake string section, you know. Right, right. It is a cool guitar tone. It's painted a bit more bluesy, and they've kind of mm. got that halftime, almost not quite shuffle, but it's got a bit of swing to it. It's kind of a nice little break. It's in the section there, but again, Roger's drums, I don't necessarily love the sound of those. They do sound a bit either processed or electronic. I don't know if they're pads or what, what they are, but... Yeah, they sound of the era, for sure. Yeah. The, the snare, you can tell it sounds like it's in another state, right? It's just like, mm. yeah. boom, you know, or province or county, whatever you like. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, you know, it's funny because I was just, before I stopped, I was listening for the kick drum and I hadn't heard it, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a good listen again. It's, yeah, it, it's, it, it, you kind of hit the nail on the head and, and actually playing me that little thing, or it sounds, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, something written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Your conscience. We're all lost people. 
So, okay. We've talked lots on this podcast about song length and, you know, concision. And obviously we know, everyone knows the Cardinal is a fan of keeping things tight, taking shit out that doesn't need to be in there. I think already this song is basically was over about 35 seconds ago, you know? It's getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> well, do you, what do, you, do you not think? Like, I mean, it's just sort of, okay, we're going back to this again now. So are we, I don't think in this last, like I said, I don't remember this song, like, you know, viciously. Yeah. Um, I don't well, think a minute we're to go, else yeah. yeah, but I think this minute now is going to be pretty much this. Outro. Now, I think, right? So. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if that being the case, then they could probably, they could probably start that fade right now. Well, let's see what because you never know, Randy. There might be a left turn. There might be a left turn because, and I, like I said, I generally don't really remember. I only remember that little middle set of that um, whatever. I forgot. I just they've got a face up, better grow up because I like that little bit. That's I don't remember. So we'll see. Right. So you don't think there's any chance of them like breaking into like you know Speed King or something at this point? It's unlikely, but it's Queen, know. so you never know. You can't rule it completely. Just, yeah. Right? Who can say? <laughs> Definitely programmed drums there. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, that's there's no way that's a real fucking performance. Yeah, so. you think so? I think so. I, that's not Rudge playing live, or if it is, he's playing, you know, well, a Roland kit or right? something. Playing Tabali. Oh, is that what that is? No, sound like Tabali's. Yeah. Oh, well, sure as well, I fucking know them. What are Tabali's? I, I thought I thought it was like a Mexican bean or something. I thought it was one of those fucking things. <laughs> one of those things you put in a really really strong, um, you know. <laughs> Strongly spicy Mexican thing. I'm saying thing a lot, Randy, because I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. You notice that? I've well, you know, hey, you said it. I mean, even if it's Timbales, they don't sound like real. They just don't sound real to me because they sound flat and a bit sort of Phil Collins, but not as good as Phil Collins did that kind of shit. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, let let me hear more of it. Okay. It's a long fade, dude. Very long. And I'm not sure why you're convinced that's that's a a, a loop. You don't think it is, no? Uh, well, I'm. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I can't say with 100 percent degree of certainty, yeah. but uh, that could be just him just playing, just playing tambales, and he's just fucking playing a long time, <laughs> right? Just because <laughs> well, he's Roger Taylor. Name. Just because you don't hear an imperfection doesn't mean that it wasn't played. No, no, no. But I, yeah, I don't know. But maybe it's just the way it's recorded or... Yeah, I guess yeah, you're probably right, Randy. I mean, I will we'll always defer to you in matters of um, in matters of production. Let's say that. Tim Bollies, too, are a shallow, single-headed drum, so no bottom tom. Yeah. With a metal casing, they are shallower than regular toms and are usually, usually tuned higher, uh, especially for their size. Well, but they don't sound like high toms though either, right? They sound 
the the, the so the timbre of them and the 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 pitch of them sound lower to me. They don't sound like you know like a a rack tom, well, a high maybe, rack tom sounds a lot them, higher than that. Maybe they tune them differently. Maybe he yeah, was, maybe, yeah. maybe he played them on a rack tom. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I all I, all I'm saying is I'm not convinced that's a that's a loop or or a yeah okay or a no, or, or 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 whatever, right? I mean, I guess what are we talking? Eighty seven, yeah, the eighty seven, eighty nine. I mean, probably would have been sort of dead by then, but and it doesn't uh, say it doesn't say drum machine anywhere in the production credit. So yeah, you're probably right then. Yeah. Well, yeah, I take it all. I, mean, I take it all back, Rog. Well, but you know what though? There's probably a really good chance they're not going to fucking tell you if there's, you know, oh. they're playing a a yamaha electronic kit or whatever the fuck they might be playing you know what i mean it just says drums randy it doesn't say acoustic drums you know yeah listen i want to know exactly the make and model and the fucking serial number off those drums queen <laughs> but i mean isn't that a thing sometimes you think oh fuck i wish they would do that i wish they would because something some artists do like some you know mike oldfield would give you chapter and verse on what exact instruments are used on each song and everything but as a geek, as like a music nerd, you think, yeah, I'd love to know that, actually. I'd kind of like to see, you know, what, what exactly you did play, you know, because it would I be think, interesting. I suppose, but I, I I mean, I would just assume that, especially at the time when they're doing that, this is, I mean, obviously they're still a huge, they're a huge band uh, at this point, but I, I would just assume they would think that nobody would give a shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, who fucking cares, right? Like, yeah. we're, we're queen, we're just, this is one of our fucking tunes here. How do you care how we do it? I mean, you know. There's, but, there's... And, and most people don't. So, yeah. so there's that. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, Randy, and this is one of the things that's always disappointed me about Queen, is they never had any foresight for the poor fucking podcasters who would come decades after they finished mm-hmm. recording as a band and mm-hmm. would want to dig into this stuff. I mean, it's just, it's short-sighted on their behalf, on their part. No, I'm going to take and, it a And further. inexcusable, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I was just going to take it a, a, a little further and say uh, very quite selfish of them. To there not, you go. Exactly. To not consider, to not consider that we and others, you know, I don't, you know, it's not to make this about us. There are other podcasts, and these guys are fucking walking around, keeping all this information to themselves. <laughs> and I, for one, I think it's, I think it's time to end the fucking tyranny. <laughs> I think that's it. We just wrap the podcast now. Fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, seaside pod review we're out queen, queen. <laughs> go fuck yourselves um we should say too this was a b-side um to the headlong single which is quite a i mean you know what actually i quite what? like songs like this as b-sides when it's something right. that's really sort of avant-garde or very 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 different it's something that's like oh that's cool you know because it doesn't really i don't know that's the thing with innuendo, and I mean, a lot of Queen fans will fucking burn me at the stake for this, but I think there's quite a lot of filler on that album. The highs of that album, I think, are absolutely fucking, in places, stratospheric, but there's a lot of stuff on there you think, yeah, you could have pruned that down a bit. And I, right know, that, I know that the reason is that everyone's aware at that point that this is probably going to be Freddie's last album, um, that he doesn't, he's not doing well, he's not got long left, all, yada, yada, yada. so I totally understand that they want to get as much of what he did out there into the world. But just in terms of you know, does it have to? Do you have to put it on one album? Could you put it as a B side? Does it just does it exist as a B side? And that's fine, right? So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, but um, let's listen to it again, Randy, because what we like to do, folks, if for anyone who is listening for the first time, and God help you if you end up going through, back through the catalog because you've got a lot of listening to do. Um, if Randy doesn't know the song, and actually this one again, I haven't listened to in a million years, we'll listen through again uninterrupted so that Randy can get a sense of it. We make notes and then we come back together at the end, and then we'll talk about it in a bit more depth. So let's do that now, Randy. Thanks, Kev.
that did not did not sound sincere. What? Thanks, Kev. <laughs> oh, actually, kind of was being sincere. I, I know it was. I know it was. I'm just fucking fun. Yeah, Kev, you're not a synth guy. I know. No. Not in certain songs. No, I mean I fucking love. Hey, look, dude, I'm a huge Genesis fan, and that's a lot of synthesizers. I just are don't like a, it. Are they even a real band, Kev? Who, Genesis? Yeah. Dude, are they a real band? I, I fucking hope so, because I just did um, um, a 19, 19 season, a 19 episode season about them on a podcast, so I'm, I'm really hoping Genesis are. But you know what? We're not talking about Genesis, Randy. We're talking about this band that we love, Queen. Um, who went first last time? Let's have a look. I think I voted first last time, so I think it's your turn to vote this time, Randy. So I'm going to ask you, right, let's just get straight into it. We're going to vote here. And folks, what we do is we, we've got a binary system. We vote up or we vote down. Um, and then we put this out to the people of the world and we ask them to vote up and down. And sometimes they don't like doing that. But you know what? You don't have to. If you don't want to, don't do it. No one's pressuring you. I am pressuring Randy, though, because he's my co-host. And he kind of has to do what I say, because or I ask. Not say, ask, ask. Because, you know, that's the way the thing works. Otherwise, we don't have a show. So, Randy, for you, all God's people, is it one of the champions? Or does it bite the dust? Oh, this is a hard one for me, Kev. Hell surprise. <laughs> uh, what about you, Kev? You know, what do you think about this song? Is this one uh, champion? Is this one bite the fucking death? Well, it's been a walk down memory lane because, like I said to you, I haven't heard this song in a very long time, and I only re- remembered one part Since Christ of it. was a cowboy. Since Christ was a cowboy, ironically. So, with that in mind, I will say. Yeah, it's a lot, an I, awful lot. It's I an awful legit, lot of old trousers, isn't it? I, I legit thought you were going to upload it. Did you really? I kind of did, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> okay. Okay. Before we get into anything else, like I've got my criticism slash issues with this song, but the main one is the lyrics are bloody awful. I mean, we've ragged on Roger Taylor lyrically, you know, within Queen. I don't know if Freddie wrote, I mean, I'd take Delilah over this lyrically. Because at least Delilah's a bit whimsical and just a bit... in. So it's meant to be silly, and Freddie knows it's over the top. This one is... You feel it's meant to be earnest and sincere. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. I mean, what's the fucking line in there? Give freely. How much did Freddie's possessions just go for at Sotheby's? In total, it's probably 100 and some million pounds. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm not, again, I'm not fucking criticizing someone for collecting things and having possessions. And people who earn money from making music and, you know, making millions of people happy, I, I don't begrudge that at all. I just don't want people fucking preaching to me from the, the pulpit of a rock and roll stage. It just, it just doesn't sit with me. And it's funny because it's exactly what we talked about last week, where I didn't mind the lyrics in Jesus because they were narrative and they were just a story about someone. Yeah. Well, this, is, yeah. this is just getting it fucking rammed down your throat. And I, I don't care for it, Randy. You know, you know what? I, I had a thought. Now, I always find it, I find it interesting that they would still, that there would be a gay, well, man or woman, who is still religious, and especially at this time, the, the church wasn't friendly towards yeah. towards gay people, and yet here he is, singing about, you know, how awesome fucking God is, you know. Yeah, so and I, I mean, I don't know. So, and you're and you're right. Yeah. And, and it, it is. It's just, it's that he's really telling this 
he's really singing this and like, like he said, the lyrics are earnest and where is the other story? It was just a, a story. So, yeah. So there's that, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to overstep my bounds as a heterosexual dude. It just seems to me like, I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can sing those lyrics, uh, you know, and, and as well as, as well as he does. And there's some nice sections in the song, obviously, yeah. I mean, but the little blues R and B bridge is, is, you know, besides the lyrics are, are, are pretty, it's kind of pretty cool. And, uh, there's a couple really nice little piano runs and, and, uh, but, but even having said that for, for me, Kev, I also just kind of don't really, it's don't really dig the tune either. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just, just, yeah. just the song itself doesn't, I'm not just like going on, oh, man, fuck it. You know, this is awesome. I, I feel so, I feel so good now. Well, well, I think there's a reason. Let's this play was, it again. You know? I think there's, I think there's a reason that this was cut from the Barcelona sessions. And Barcelona is an album that is very operatic, very dramatic, very you know, it's it's got that big, huge ambition to it. And this clearly got dropped because it was weaker than everything on Barcelona. I, I, you can only make that assumption that they just shelved it and didn't, you know, just didn't entertain it. And does it feels a bit? The chord changes in parts feel a bit forced. It's like okay, well, let's do something completely different here it doesn't really always flow particularly well it's a bit you know what i mean like it's i didn't feel that necessarily no but, okay yeah, yeah i just but, felt it but, a bit a bit overdone maybe in, in parts yeah well i mean it, like it's it's like a it's like a bigger production song which we had said right, right at the top and so you know you're gonna have some nicer little nicer chord extensions and nice maybe some nicer passing chords than you get in a rock tune and so that's that's to me what i was getting from it so uh, that that's not what put me off. That's not what put me off. Yeah. Uh, and well, I said, and, you like, know, and actually another fair point you brought up too, like uh, without Raj and uh, uh, Brian singing backups, the, the, the nice, awesome queeniness of, yeah. of those harmonies is kind of gone. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure probably Freddie told them what he would like them to sing to get some of those things in some of the other recordings. Uh, yeah. So you can hear that it's all there. It's just, it's just, yeah, the whole the whole thing is just a bit of a just a little bit of a letdown. Well, and talk about letdowns. We as we were getting through it, the that blue section in the middle's cool because then you think, oh, okay, now we're going somewhere different. Maybe this is we're starting to build now because we've had that. Got to get up, you know. What's the what's the line that I said? I mean, I really love that. Got to face up, better grow up. Got to stand tall and be strong. I just because I grew up, I I love musicals growing up. My grand used to take me to musicals. I went to see My Fair Lady, and I saw Cats, and I saw Starlight Express, and I saw a whole bunch of musicals. I like musical theatre. Yeah, me too. That bit in it, it's got that call and response, and you can hear, you can sort of visualize um, a chorus line singing that. You know, maybe it's the the female um, part of the chorus line on one side, and the male part on the other side, having that little back and forth. That would work really, really well. Mm -hmm. But after that, we go into this blues section, super cool, and then the song just dies on its fucking ass. Because yep. then we go back into rule with your heart and live with your conscience. We're all God's people. Give freely. And it's just, it's so trite. And it's just like, oh, man. I, again, it seems like two disparate ideas that are forced together that really just don't work. And then maybe that blue section comes in to try and make it a queen song, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, know. I guess, I suppose if, if it was, this was written, you know, for the solo album, maybe that wasn't ever a factor. And that's just something that, that, that was written into the song. And, and it was something that the, the band could actually lean into, right? Do you know what I mean? That's maybe, actually, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's hard to say, and I don't know if uh, maybe the you know our our queenie people, if there is a so there was a demo of the song titled Africa by Night, which was recorded in eighty in eighty seven during the sessions of Barcelona. Actually, you know what? Let me just have, let me have a quick let's have a quick look online to see if if that exists. I don't see anything. So let's let's put this out to our people. If you 
know of anywhere where this thing exists where we can hear it um, before it was taken to the studio with Queen. I'd really quite like to hear that because I'd like to see the genesis of the song. No pun intended. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Copy that. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> okay, well, we've had, you know, we sort of, we've had our say, Randy, and we've both, we've downvoted this, and I think quite rightly so. Um, I voted first last time, so it's your go first this time. How do you think the polls are going to go on Twitter for all God's people? Are all God's people going to vote this up, or are all God's people going to vote it down, or is it going to be somewhere in between? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, and I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out, but I think I'm going to cop-out. 50-50. Yeah, it's I not going to be 50-50, so... Yeah, oh, you I'll, think like more people are going to hate it? You go 50-50, I'm going 35-65. Yeah, I think it's going to be oh, on the low end. you're going that low? Yeah, I think wow. it's on the low end, because I think that... I think people, what I think people are going to forgive is the, you know, the harmonies and the, the arrangements and the, the grandeur of it. I don't think people are going to be quite as forgiving on the lyrics. And I don't think people are going to be quite so forgiving on the, the overall arrangements of it because it's a long song for what it is. Yeah. So I'm going 35, 65. And I'll probably okay. be wrong again. And you, you're going to be on a fucking tear here. It's okay, man. It's okay. Someone asked me via direct message, Randy, whether I was letting you in. I said, letting Randy, that is not in my nature. No. You fuckers, you out there, you poll voters, you just let me down. Come on, get a grip. 3565, let's do this shit. Well, then, listen, if we're going to fucking talk, if you're like getting private messages from people and shit, nobody fucking private messages me. Well, I mean, every once in a while. But most of the people don't. So, and then you, and you post some shit and you're like pandering and get them, oh, you know, help me. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Kevin? Some of us are sick of your fucking shit, okay? So don't play fucking dirty pool, all right? <laughs> a quick question for you, Randy. So since we last recorded, um, it was the anniversary of uh, Freddie's death. Yes, that's right. Um, do you remember hearing yeah, the yeah. news about Freddie? Like, was it oh, was it a big deal, or was it just sort of a oh, one of the rock star died? Like, what was what was your so what was the impact on you at the time? I mean, do you think a, a big deal? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely remember it. Was it a yeah. big deal? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how big a deal it was. Uh, you know, because I wasn't a diehard Queen fan, but it certainly yeah. made the news. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there would have been diehard Canadian Queen fans that were devastated. So, yeah, if that if that helps. What was the so who would have been sort of the biggest? What it was the, was there a sort of a, a musician's death that really kind of knocked you sideways and you thought. Fuck. What? Oh, man. Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind would be Stevie Ray, probably. Yeah. That's the one that really is like, oh, holy fuck. This guy had so much, so much more to, to do, right? You know? Yeah. For, for me, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, you? Was it, would have been Freddie? Oh, Freddie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Freddie, obviously, Tom Petty, of course. Um, Weirdly, Prince and um, Chris Cornell were two who, because I, I wasn't like I'm not, I don't I'm not a discography fan of Prince's. I'm not a like a discography fan of Soundgarden. I love Audio Slave and I love Chris Cornell's all of his solo stuff. But I wasn't like I'd never seen either of them live. I'd never made much of an effort to see them live. But for some reason, they're those kind of artists who you think, 
well, they'll always be around. So that's that comfort thing. That's that safety blanket where at least we've got them. Even if, you know, we've got, we have to put up with the Biebers and the fucking Taylor Swift and everything else. At least we've got those guys kicking around making proper music. And when they're gone, it's part of the sort of the fabric of contemporary music that I grew up with is, is kind of gone now, right? So same with Lemmy in a way. I mean, like, a little bit less with Lemmy, but but yeah. So, but Freddie, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was absolutely fucking devastated. But Stevie Ray, I mean, I mean, Stevie Ray was only 35. Freddie was 45, but Stevie Ray was only 35 years old. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, yeah, in terms so of a musician, more. he's, yeah. That's the, 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 an interesting point. So uh, my wife and I were talking the other day. And so, you know, when you're, when you're young and you're growing up, the famous musicians are like, like what, 10 to maybe, maybe 20 years older. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and and we're losing them all now. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's happening and it's happening, it's happening quickly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's what I find pretty sad. It's like, <laughs> I told you the story, not a good one. So I'll be quick. I hope I didn't tell us <laughs> last week. I did that volleyball tournament and I walked in and the young boys were playing. I don't know what the fuck it was. Some fucking shit, some shit music. Uh, and they were blasting it on on ten, and that's fine. They're pumping themselves up and all this stuff. But my only thought, as this stupid old fucking man walking in, was like, these young guys aren't going to really know what really like proper good music is, and they're going to listen yeah. to this fucking bullshit, and they're going to be singing the praises of these, you know, artists. You know, you know, yeah. putting that in quotes. The vast majority, I'm sure, couldn't <laughs> play a C on the fucking piano, right? Yeah. And and that's what they think is is fucking brilliant. So that's man, that's just that's just the fucking circle of life, and and it is, and and, and we're living it, motherfucker. There was plenty of shit music back in the sixties too, you know, for for balance. It's just that it was played on real instruments. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and I'm not saying there, I'm not saying there isn't good music being made now because clearly yeah. there is, but uh, but it just it just struck me odd that that you know. <laughs> All the type of stuff that we hold hold near and dear to our hearts is it really is it it's a thing of the past. Well, I got a final question for you, and it's not one of my stupid questions. It's not one of my stupid questions. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe it should be because that was a bit of a depressing note. Okay, let's we're fucking all, rip, let's rip into all, it then. We're all gonna die, and <laughs> the new music sucks. No, it, you know, and I don't mean to sound all crusty and crotchety. Just let me clear this up here. Uh, I really do sincerely believe. There's lots of wonderful music being made today. There really yeah. is. I mean, I, it, it, you know, hit me up if you want to know what I think is cool. Uh, so, so it's not, it's not all, not all gloom and doom that there you go. That's it. I just want to leave it on that. And if you want to ask me one of your silly fucking questions, go for it, man. I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather be lactose intolerant or the prime minister of the central African Republic? <laughs> First of all, central African Republic. Is that really yeah. a, is that really a country? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's a it's a landlocked country um, in South Africa in in Africa. Yeah, it's kind of bordered by Cameroon to the west, South Sudan to the east, the Democratic Republic of Congo, of course, the most hilariously titled country in the, on the planet, democratically, um, to the south, and Chad to the north. So, so, so yeah, what? it's either lactose intolerance or or the. The, the president of the country. Central African Republic. Or, well, it's a very yeah. simple question, Randy. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, fuck, man. Which one? Prez, man. Really? Yeah. Why not? You, you want to go live in a... Okay. okay. Do I no, dude, you didn't say I had to live there. I'll, I'll rule from here. Okay. Oh, so you, oh, that's a good curveball. Yeah. 
I was gonna. Oh, no, no, I was gonna do an accent then, and then I thought. I thought I censored myself very quickly. Thought no, don't do that again. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, uh, for my fellow citizens, I would go occasionally and do some ruling and pass <laughs> some laws. But beyond that, they could probably just FedEx me the papers I need to sign and shit like that. You know. And okay. but but hang on though, because I love milk and cheese. You see, so. <laughs> how funny would it be if the president of the Central African Republic? Lived, lived in <laughs> and not in exile either. Like that's just legit no by choice, lives. totally by choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by choice. <laughs> Zoom meetings every, you know. <laughs> what would be the first law you would pass, Randy? What would you act? What would be your first act as president of the Central African Republic? And so we're landlocked. Well, we need to get we need to get ocean fucking access. Stand. <laughs> <laughs> so either well, your two options there are you can annex C- Cameroon, which yes. is going to mean a very costly and lengthy war. I'm messy, assuming messy war, yeah, yeah. Or you can you can make you can dig a massive canal, like bigger yes. than the Suez, bigger than the Panama, like this. Just yeah. a, so we, I think you know. I mean, I, none of us like war. Hey, what is it good for? No, absolutely you know. nothing. Say it again. So canal it is then. Now, how are your canal building skills? Have you ever built a canal, Randy? Well, no, but no. I mean, I don't have to fucking do it. I'm going to get, I'm going to like hire the fucking, the best, man. I'm going to hire the best people to fucking, I'm going to get the best people in there. I'm going to get them <laughs> to dig them. Listen, we need access to the ocean. How are we going to trade? We're landlocked for fuck's sakes. Yeah, I mean, the Central African Republican, the Central African Republican Navy it's going to have to get out to sea somehow. <laughs> they can't just be floating around off the coast of Africa just waiting for something to happen, can they? Holy fucking hell. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the people will like will dig my ruling style, you know? I mean, I can just only try, you know? Well, uh, I, I mean, and, you know, well, and I'm going to need some serious cooperation from Cameroon. I mean, how am I going to get that fucking canal out? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to have to go out I, through Cameroon, really, because, I mean, the other way, I mean, if you go east, you're fucking talking about I mean, that's just too far, Randy. You've got to, it's too many, no, um, can't too many deals you've got to negotiate. And you're dealing with, you know, it's only a population of five and a half million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got a, a total area of 622 or 623 square kilometers, thousand square kilometers. Mm-hmm. Your majority religion, there's mainly Christianity, a few Muslims and some other traditional faiths. Mm-hmm. You've got, well, you've got quite a few ethnic groups there and none of them look like this. they're spelled Caucasian. So you mm-hmm. might have some, well, some explaining to do as to why you're in charge. Um, yeah. they're driving the right side of the road the same as us mm. uh, used to be a French colony so you've got Métis roots this might work I think we can, I think we can lobby for this I think wow. maybe you should just run and have done with it well I wonder yeah I wonder like if I can maybe submit a ballot or, or, or not a ballot but a, a, a whatever the fucking term is I'm looking for now of course to end this is this quite frivolous and stupid and ridiculous discussion mm-hmm. on a serious note yes if you're going to become the Prime Minister of the Central African Republic, mm-hmm. are you going to abdicate your seat as the cardinal of the Church of Go Fuck Yourself? No, see, I'm a very, very firm believer of mixing religion and politics. <laughs> no separation of church and state. No, there will be no separation. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I will maintain my seat as cardinal. Well, I mean, tying it back to tonight's episode, just to end this, I mean, the, the, the motto of the Central African Republic is all people are people. 
which is mm. a meaningless tautology, but it also kind of lines, ties in with the song we just covered. So, yeah, this may work. Yeah. Well, you know what, folks? We'll, we'll look into the paperwork and we'll report back. People are people. So why should it be? <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? Oh, man. Yeah, and I should get... What is that song? What's it from? It's... Oh, what is that song? That's going to drive me up the fucking people wall, man. People are people, so why should it be? We get along so awfully. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> How do you solve a problem like all God's people? Well, I suppose maybe there is no hope. If only there were someone or thing I could pray to to help me through this. Huh. There isn't. If I were to title this episode, I'd call it All God's People. Really? That's it? If you were to title this episode, you'd probably call it All God's People. This is lame, weak. Oh my God. I spent three and some hours editing this thing together and all I get is this thing. Because, possibly, I can't think of anything else. We genuinely appreciate your engagement and support. So you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. We'll be back with you next week to chat about Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Give us a kiss, Cavi. Seaside Pod Review.